0: Do you guys like U2? Just trying a little U2 out on you. Yeah, a little U2 this morning. Somebody out here likes to rock. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I, I love that song. That song is actually called "Walk On," and it's it's from the album. All That You Can't uh, Leave Behind, which I believe was released in like um, uh, 2000, right around 2000. But the, the lyrics you just heard, that's actually the second verse of this song. And it has very much to do with what we're talking about um, this morning in week six of a road trip through Romans. Um, here's the words you just heard sung. Bono wrote these words. He says, you're packing a suitcase for a place that none of us has been A place that has to be believed to be seen. A place that has to be believed to be seen. Yesterday, um, Stephanie and I, we spent most of the afternoon um, (laughs) packing up our Explorer. uh, Because we're headed off to Georgia Pastor School all throughout this week. We're going to be down at St. Simons Island with like, a thousand other pastors uh, learning about all kinds of of worship stuff this week. It's going to be a really neat week um, with some really cool people that are going to be teaching. A guy named uh, Mark Beeson, um, who's a pastor at Granger Community Church, is going to be teaching at night and during the day, Marsha McPhee, um, who is like a renowned worship artist. She's not even like a worship director. She calls herself a worship artist and she's a worship artist. is going to be teaching us about um, all sorts of things around worship. But uh, we spent most of yesterday afternoon anticipating this event. And so we spent most of yesterday afternoon packing. Um, we, like I said, we have an Explorer. It, it's a black Explorer. And there's lots of room in the back because you can lay down the third row of seats. Do you, do you have a third row seating in your trucks like that where you can just push all kinds of stuff in there? Well, I um, when you're packing, there's a certain amount of geometry that's required, right? Like, not everybody can pack. Some of you are looking at each other like, you can't pack. Stephanie, every time I go out to the Explorer, Stephanie's like, see, I did, I did it this time. I did better than you did last time. Every time. She's like, I did better than you last time. She is better at geometry than me. And so she does. She packs the Explorer. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. She packs the Explorer tighter than I could ever think about packing it. Uh, oh, you guys actually see this. Um, yeah, there's, like, there's a printer inside of there and um, a cooler. You see the cooler there? That's a basket full of beach stuff and Stephanie's computer on top and then those two bags kind of above the cooler. That's all my workout stuff that I'm carrying along to the beach with me. Um, I was I was so excited about going to the beach. I was like, the one thing I've got to do while I'm at the beach is ride my bike, right? I've got this bike, and you guys learned about that last week. i got to ride my bike at the beach. And so there was a solid 15 minutes there where I, where I tried like, like anything to get my bike inside the back of that and it did not work and so um, there there was a solid 10 minutes after that 15 minutes when I was utterly dejected because I had to leave my bike behind and leaving leaving your leaving your bike behind is is rough y'all I mean I've been riding this thing like three times a week for the past year not past year for the past three or four months I wish it was a year for the past three or four months, getting ready for this triathlon. I've been riding it like all the time, and I just couldn't believe that I was going to leave my bike behind. But we had to leave something behind because you can't carry it all with you. I mean, there's a printer inside of there. What are we going to do without a printer? Uh, (laughs) It's because Stephanie has to print stuff out as the treasure for this whole thing. But anyways, in life you will find that no matter how much stuff you have, that you can't carry it all with you. When you pack to go on vacation, as much as you will try, as hard as you think you can work to make it happen, you can't carry everything that you've got to the destination that you are going. You can't take everything, including the kitchen sink and the washer and the dryer, with you if you decide to go to the beach next week. It's just not going to happen. You can't take it all with you. There's not enough. And if you decide that your stuff is so important... You'll actually let your stuff hold you back from going and being where you want to be. Do you know what Stephanie and I have decided about traveling? Uh, If we forget something, Walmart is not far away. This is where we've come in our travels. If we leave something on the way to Brunswick, you're going to pass like three Walmarts and plenty of Walgreens. It's going to be fine, right? But it's hard to let go, isn't it? It's hard to let go of the stuff that you have. And the truth is, is that some of us, if we want to go on a journey with Christ, if we want to go to the destination that God would have us go to, the only way we're going to get there is by letting go of some of the stuff that we've accumulated. It's only going to be by leaving some of our stuff behind that we get to go on this journey that God is calling us to be on. You've got to let go of some things in order to go on a journey with Christ. And, And some of you, you're going to have to let go of things that you think are essential, that are essential. Some of you are going to have to let go of power. Some of you are going to have to let go of popularity, some of you are going to have to let go of position, some of you are going to have to let go of friends or family or relationships that that you've been in that are destructive in order to go on to a journey with Christ. Some of you, as we talked about already in this series, you're going to have to let go of your past so that you can get on with the future that God has for you. But as long as you're enamored with your stuff, as long as you were convinced that you need all of this stuff that you have, as long as that's where you are, you'll never start your journey with Christ. You'll be stuck in the driveway looking at all the cool stuff that you got that you're never going to be able to fit inside of there. It's interesting, if you look in the Gospels, whenever Jesus sends out his disciples, you remember what he tells them? Tells him not to carry anything, doesn't he? Don't carry a staff. Don't carry an extra set of sandals. Don't carry two tunics. Take what you have and go. Take what you have with you and go. Let go of all of the things you think you need. And go to this place that I am leading you. The reason is is because what God has for us right now is an opportunity to become a part of His kingdom and a part of His work in this world. But if we're stuck on our stuff, we can't be a part of that. We can't be a part of all that God's doing if we're so concerned about what's going to happen to the stuff that we can't leave behind. And I love the way Eugene Peterson paraphrases Paul in Romans 8, 12-14. The words are going to be up on the screen, and they're also in your bulletin. I love the way Peterson puts this in Romans eight twelve to 14 he says this, he says, So you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent. This old life, all of our stuff, you don't owe any of that stuff one red cent. There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing that we can do is give our old life a decent burial and get on with our new life. And get on with our new life. God's Spirit beckons us there are things to do and places to go you see what we lose when we're bickering about what we're going to bring on our journey with Christ what we miss out is the fact that there are places to go and things to do right now there are places to go in Christ and for God's kingdom right now right now in the present Tense. God is not waiting for you to get to a place where he can finally use you. God wants to use you where you are right now. You just have to be willing to let go so that God can do work with you. Because as long as you're convinced that the bike's got to go on the trip with you, you're never going to be able to get on the road. There are things to do now and places to go now, and if you're stuck in your driveway staring at your junk, you're never going to start a journey with Christ and that is one of the greatest tragedies of all because the truth is a lot of churches and a lot of Christians have a lot of nice junk we got a lot of nice stuff and our stuff keeps us from being the people that God would have us to be and we get convinced that That just doing what we've been doing, showing up over and over again, staring at the stuff that we've got, is all that God's called us to do. We act sometimes like all God has ever called us to do is to show up in worship week after week. We act like all God ever called us to do was serve for a couple of days during the year, and that's enough. No, 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 God wants to do more than just own a couple days or a couple hours of your life. God wants to be involved in every moment and every second of your life. It's interesting, it's here in this passage, in Romans 8, 12 to 25, where Paul says to us that God so desires to be in relationship with us That he makes us heirs, that, that we are able to call him Abba Father, that God desires that sort of a relationship with us, an intimate relationship with us. But we can't have that relationship if we're stuck on all that we can't leave behind. Because this life that God's calling us to is an adventure, it's an adventure. This is the way Peterson puts it in verses 15 to 17. He says, this resurrection life that you've received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirit and confirms who we really are. We know who He is and we know who we are, Father and children And we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. And if we go through the hard times with him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with him. He goes on to say, that's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. The world itself can hardly wait. For what's coming next, everything in creation is being more or less held back. God reigns it in until both creation and all the creatures are ready and can be released at the same moment into the glorious times that God has ahead. Meanwhile, the joyful anticipation deepens. The joyful anticipation deepens. I can't believe that, that my girls are five years old and one year old now. Um, that just blows my mind because it seems like it wasn't all that long ago um, that we were patiently waiting. I said patiently. I meant eagerly waiting for their arrival. Uh, if, if you're a parent, you know that, that feeling, right? That feeling of something's about to happen and it's going to rearrange our world and that's scary because it is scary. And that's exciting because it is exciting. But you're waiting, right? You're waiting and you get to see your wife or yourself grow as the child grows inside of you until that moment when the baby arrives and nothing is the same. Parents, you've experienced this, right? When nothing is the same. And you're off on a brand new adventure and you look back at your old life. This is at least my story. I look back at my life before we had Addie and Lily Grace and I was like, well, what did I do with all of my free time? (laughs) I look back on my old life and I think, how in the world did I ever live without these children, this wonderful blessing? Blessing. The same thing is true in our spiritual lives. When we start on a journey with God, there comes a moment as we mature in Christ where we look back on our life and we said, all that stuff that's in our past is just junk. I didn't need that. I didn't need that because what I have now is so much greater. The life that I have now in Christ and with Christ is so much greater than the life that I used to live. Even though at the time it felt like that was the only way to live even though at that time it felt like it was the only way to live. God calls us, calls us out on an adventure with Him. And that adventure is to bring the redemption and the hope and the resurrection that we've experienced to the world around us. God calls us and, and Paul calls us to wait with expectation. That's because God didn't just do something in the past through Jesus Christ, but God continues to work in our hearts and in our lives through the power of His Spirit. So God's continually at work inside of us and continually at work in our world. And we have this hope that's inside of us that says that tomorrow is going to be better than today because of Christ. And 10 years from now is going to be better than 10 years ago because of Christ. Christ. And because of his spirit that dwells inside of me. And we look out around at the world we live. This world that's broken. And you know how broken it is. Just watch the news. There's fighting all around the world right now. From Palestine Palestine and Israel. To Ukraine and and Russia. There's brokenness all around us. There's war all around us. And we look out at our world and we think, what can we do? What could ever be the hope for this mess? And I think God looks at us and He says, you remember that journey I invited you on? This is what that journey is all about. Alleviating suffering. Bringing hope to broken places. Carrying the gospel out into the world. Not just so that people might know the name of Christ but so that they might experience full redemption in Christ. The whole of creation is groaning, crying out for what you and I have. But if we're stuck in our driveway, looking at our stuff, we'll never bring the world what it needs, because we'll never get on a journey with God. We'll never get out on the open road with Christ. See, what God wants is full redemption for the whole of creation. And that looks like this. I've got these verses from Isaiah chapter 11 that I want you to see. Uh, it begins at 11.6. Isaiah writes, the wolf will live with the lamb. This is what salvation for all of creation looks like. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together and the little child will Will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra. And the young child will put his hand in the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on any of my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. We are called to be the ones who bear hope out into the world and the knowledge of God out into the world in which we live. We are called to call others onto this journey With Christ, this journey that's freedom, this journey that's life, this journey that's called hope. We are called to call others, to bring others along with us into this hope in this future that we have with Christ. We're not called to collect more stuff inside this building or more people inside of this building. We're called to take ourselves, each and every one of you sitting in this room, back out into the world so that others can know and share what we know share but if you can't leave your stuff behind you can never get out on that journey if you can't leave your power your popularity your money your pride your privilege destructive relationships destructive habits if you can't leave that stuff behind You'll never get to take part in that. So we want to we jump to the end, right? We want to jump to the last step first. We want to experience the full redemption of all things. But if we never take the first step, we'll never reach the place that God's calling us to be. We'll never become the people that God's calling us to be. You can't arrive at your destination if you don't don't take the first step of leaving some stuff behind and walking with Christ on a journey that will change your life. So this morning, as the band comes back to the stage, we're just going to take a few moments and we're going to pray together that we might leave the things that hold us back, that we might walk away from all of those things that encumber us and keep us from getting out on a journey with God. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord, you're calling us to pack our stuff up and to get out on the road with you. And Lord, we admit that over and over again we've heard that call in our life, that we've heard you speak to us and say to us, Come on, let's go. And we've sat in our driveway trying to decide what we should take with us and what we should leave behind. Lord, help us to drop everything and to chase after you. Help us to let go of power and pride. Help us to let go of our money. Help us to let go of our privilege our destructive habits and attitudes. Help us to experience the fullness of your power at work in our lives through your Holy Spirit. Lord, we know, I know, that sometimes to start on a journey is a scary thing. But I ask you, God, To give us all strength. To give us all courage. To remind us of the hope that we have as your faithful followers. The hope that we have as your children who know you not as God on high but as God who is one of us. God who surrounds us and gives us hope and peace. Lord, be with us. This we pray in the name of Christ. Amen.